Uh, so last week, uh, sorry, last month, our theme was ready to live. And it was a great month that we had looking about how we can live to change our world. And in August, our theme is ready for a miracle. Now, is anybody looking for a miracle? Anybody? Come on now. I like it. I like to see those hands. If you're looking for a miracle online, let us know in the comments. Well, we want to talk about that because God wants to do the miraculous in our lives. You know, too many times we, we, we just kind of have the mindset, well, I don't want to bother God. God, he, he's, not, he's not interested in my everyday life. That's a lie. God wants to be active in our life. God wants to do the miraculous in us every single day. And so how can we be ready for a miracle? Well, today we're actually going to look at a, a passage of Scripture found in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. And we're going to see from this story how we can be ready for miracles in our everyday life. So if you have your Bibles, if you're online, join us, grab your Bible. If not, it'll be on the screen. Mark chapter 10, beginning in verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. So Jesus and his disciples are leaving Jericho, going to Jerusalem. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on his way. Now through this story, we're going we're gonna to see four principles of how we can be ready for a miracle every single day. So you guys want to see miracles, right? So we're going to learn four principles on how we can be ready every single day. So if you've taken notes... Get ready. Here we go. I see your pens. I see the paper. Everybody's ready. Good. All right. So principle number one is Bartimaeus assumed responsibility for his situation. This is key. Bartimaeus assumed responsibility for his situation. You have to assume responsibility for your situation. We'll see it here in verse 47. When Bartimaeus, when he had heard... That Jesus was coming. So remember, Jesus is in Jericho. He's going up to Jerusalem. There's going to be Passover. So all these people are going with Jesus. There's a, great, there's a great crowd of people. Bartimaeus, he's heard stories that Jesus is healing the lame, that he's opening deaf ears, he's healed some blind people, he's raised others back from dead to life. He's like, you know what? If any time in my life, if anything else is going to change me, this is the time. So Bartimaeus assumed responsibility. He's like, when, when, I, when I think Jesus is near, I'm going to call out. I'm going to make sure I get Jesus' attention. And he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So he didn't, he didn't try to get a crowd of friends and say, hey, guys, y'all let me know when Jesus is nearby. Or, hey, guys, y'all go and y'all get Jesus and you bring him to me. No, Bartimaeus says, this is my life. This is my need. 
I'm going to take responsibility from it. So like some just on a practical level, this is something Pastor Rebecca and I, we share a lot of times with people when they, they want to come to us, hey, Pastor, will you pray about this? Many times I'll say, well, have you been praying about it? Like, have you assumed responsibility before you're including me? Because if you're not praying about it, right, then it's obviously not worth praying about. Whew. Are you guys with me? So we have to assume responsibility. If we're looking for a miracle, if we have something going on in our life, we need to take responsibility for it. We need to cry out to Jesus first. You guys with me? So we got to be like Bartimaeus. He assumed responsibility. Second principle we need to, we need to learn. He didn't wait for the ideal circumstances. This is something we all do. I'm guilty of this, right? And so... We, we want to look for the perfect, the perfect opportunity, the perfect time. Oh, I'll, I'll start that diet next Monday. I'll start reading my Bible at the first of the month. I'll join the prayer group at, at, on, on next Friday. That'll be the perfect time. It'll be the perfect opportunity. Nothing else will be going on. Bartimaeus didn't wait for the ideal uh, circumstance or the ideal opportunity. All right, so we see it in verse 46 in the background behind so Jesus, they, they went to Jericho, they're leaving Jericho, going up to Jerusalem, and there's crowds of people around Jesus, because everybody wants to be near Jesus. They, it's kind of the hype, it's what's going on. And Bartimaeus, he's on the side of the road. Now Bartimaeus, he would have been an outcast, being blind, being a beggar, nobody would have really been paying that much attention to them and everything. And, and he didn't wait for the ideal circumstance. He didn't wait for Jesus to be preaching a sermon and give an altar call. He, he wasn't waiting for the perfect Sunday when the worship time was just right, when Natalie led us in our favorite song, right? right? It wasn't, oh, well, Angel's not singing today. I'll wait till next Sunday, right? Bartimaeus wasn't waiting for that perfect worship time to go to Jesus. Right? He wasn't waiting for that perfect sermon to be preached. When there was an opportunity, Bartimaeus took it. He's like, this is my opportunity with Jesus. And this may be the only time I get. Because here's the thing. So as Jesus, as he's going from Jericho to Jerusalem, it's leading toward Passover. We see this, in, this is, we're reading the story in Mark chapter 10. In Mark chapter 11 begins Jesus' last week of life. Jesus is going to be crucified on the cross. So if we think about this, if Bartimaeus had thought to himself, there's just too many people. Jesus, he's never going to hear me. I'll just wait to the next time when the crowd's smaller, when I can have one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. We, we might not know, know about Bartimaeus because Jesus never passed back by there again. So how many times do we do that? Like when the Holy Spirit's impressing upon us, pray now. Cry out to God now. Do it now. And we're like, well, it's not the best time. I'm on the metro right now, God. Or God, I'm at work. People are going to think I'm weird. God, I'll, I'll wait and do it when I'm at home. God, I'll, I'll wait until Pastor Jen's here. I'll wait till I, till I can talk with Jackie. And we're just, we're waiting for all these perfect moments. And what if those moments never come back? What if we miss our opportunity? Don't. When we feel in the pressing of the Holy Spirit to cry out, now's our time, take advantage of it. Be like Bartimaeus. Seize the day, seize the opportunity. Don't worry about the crowd and the, right, and the weather and everything being perfect. Cry out to Jesus. 
I love it. This is a, a, maybe a, even a better way to help you guys understand. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4. It says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Now, I come from, from Alabama, and we do a lot of farming there. And if you're waiting for the perfect weather to put seed in the ground, you'll never plant. It's always too hot, too wet, too dry, too cold. Well, it's the same thing when you're trying to take in the crop. There's never a perfect day. At some point, you have to decide, I don't care what else is going on, I'm doing it now. So we have to do that with our spiritual lives. If we want to see the miraculous, we have to put away everything else, say, now's the time I'm going to do it. You guys with me? Come on now. Third principle. Third principle. You can't worry about what others will think or say. Thank you for that amen, Jackie. You cannot worry about what others will think and say. If you're with us online, give us an amen in the comments. Does this not sum up our lives all the time, guys? We're always worried about looking like the crazy Christians, right? Praying for a miracle, praying for the impossible, right? And we're so worried, well, what if I, what if I ask that person, can I pray with them, and, you know, and they turn me down? What if we pray for this miraculous thing and nothing happens? You know, are they going to shout me down? Are they going to say no? Are they going to make fun of me? You can't worry about what others will think or say. We see this in, in verses 47 through 48. So when Bartimaeus, he heard Jesus is coming, he begins to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And verse 48, many rebuked him, right? Like, Bartimaeus, be quiet. What are you doing? You're, you're blind. Don't bother Jesus. You're just, you're just a beggar. You're not important. Don't bother Jesus. Like, that's what's happening. How many times do we let Satan do that to us? Oh, so you're not important. God doesn't care about that prayer. Josh, Josh, that's, that's not, God didn't really want to heal you. He didn't really say that to you, right? We let Satan talk us out of our miracles. We let the world and we let society and culture rebuke us and tell, hey, be quiet. Don't pray for the miraculous. That's just religious superstition. We got to be like Bartimaeus, because I love what Bartimaeus said. You know, they, they rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more. We, we need some all the more Christians. I'm going to say it again. Y'all need to say amen. We need some all the more Christians, right? That says, I don't care what's going on in society. I don't care what's going on in culture. I don't care what's going on with COVID and what the government's decreeing. I'm crying out to Jesus. I want to see the miraculous. I want to see healing and people being set free from sin and addictions. I'm going to cry out to Jesus no matter what's happening. Come on. I think there's some all the more people in here today. And he cried out all the more. And he said, son of David, have mercy on me. We need to cry out. Son of God, have mercy on me. Now, to give you some understanding of why they're rebuking him. And why he cried out all the more. See, Pete, he would have been an, an untouchable. Being blind, people would have assumed he, he had sin in his life. Or his parents had sin in, in their life that caused this infirmity. We see that story in John chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. When people actually came to Jesus, because he had healed a blind man, or there was a blind man there, and he said, Jesus, why is this, man's blind? Why is this man blind? Is it his sin, or is it his parents' sin that caused this? 
And Jesus says, it's not because of sin, but it's for my glory that the Son of Man can be lifted up, right? But see, here's Bartimaeus. People's rebuking him. Um, and he would have to have think about all that. You know, what are people going to say? Are they going to push me out of the crowd? Are they not going to let me in? And that's why when he cried out all the more, he got righteously indignant. Like, no, this is my miracle. And I want to see it. I don't care what they say. I don't care if they say no. If they don't have faith, I have faith. You have to have faith. You have to know what God says. If God puts something in your heart, if the Holy Spirit's prompting you to pray in faith, you got to pray in faith. If God's calling you to call out to the dry bones, live, you got to call out to dry bones. If God's telling you to prophesy life, you prophesy life. And you do it all the more, no matter what others think or say. You guys with me? Come on. All right? So we, have, we cannot worry what others think or say. Principle number four is don't be afraid to stop. Uh, don't be afraid to step out boldly and believe God. Thank you. Don't, step out, don't be afraid to step out boldly and believe God. All right? So we actually saw this, right? He, all the more, he cried out. He got bold and indignant. Like, y'all be quiet. Don't shut me down. I'm, I'm going to Jesus. And I love it, right? In verse 49, because he boldly cried out and believed God, Jesus stopped and said, tell him to come here. Now, I think this is a, this is a great principle that when we're praying in faith, when we step out in faith, it causes heaven to take notice, to stop. Think about that. Jesus, he's focused on the cross. He's going to die for the sins of the world. He's like, stop. There's faith right there. I need to talk to this man. Think about that. We, we stop heaven at times. Like when we have faith, when we're crying out for new wine, right, to receive the Spirit, to see God do the miraculous, heaven stops and says, hey, there's faith right there. Let me hear what she's saying. There's faith right there. Let me hear what he's saying. And they called blind Bartimaeus over. So the same people, right, they're rebuking Bartimaeus. They're telling Bartimaeus, hey, be quiet, Bartimaeus. Now they're like, whoa, Bartimaeus, he's coming. He wants to talk to you. Take heart. Get up, get up, Bartimaeus. He's calling you. Think about that. When we step out in faith, it's going to cause non-believers. It's going to cause the Christians around us to, to get excited. They're going to get involved. It's like, look, look what God's going to do. Look what God's doing in his life. Look what God's doing in her life. And I love it. And it, it continues. It goes on. They said, he's calling you. In verse 50, it says, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and he came to Jesus. Now, just like in today's time, you know, if someone's blind, they have the cane. You've probably seen them around the city. They have the cane and they move it back and forth. In Bartimaeus' time, he had a special cloak that he would wear so people would know this man's blind. You know, help him out. Look at the faith of Bartimaeus. Throwing off his cloak, he said, I'm not going to need this anymore. I'm about to meet Jesus. I'm going to say it again. He had faith. He took off his cloak that marked him out as a blind man, as a beggar, and he threw it down. I'm not going to need this anymore. How many times when we pray, when we're praying for a miracle, we actually hold on to our crutches. 
We actually hold on to our old life just in case God doesn't come through. We hold on to it just in case God doesn't answer and so we won't look bad. We got to be bold with our faith. Bartimaeus jumped up and says, I'm not going back. I'm getting rid of the old life. I'm going forward. He sprang up and he came to Jesus. Some of us need to let go of the things of our past. Need to let go of, of, of our worldly thinking of what society says to us. Spring up and we got to go to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Now this is, we got to listen to Bartimaeus here. And Bartimaeus said to him, let me recover my sight. Look, it wasn't an eloquent speech. He wasn't telling Jesus his past, why he couldn't see, what the doctors had said, what society and culture around him said, maybe what his parents' history was, what had been going on through his life. He didn't try to give Jesus an out. He didn't try to make excuses for anything. He said, Jesus, I want to see. He stepped out boldly and he believed God. He said, Jesus, you can do it. You healed that blind guy, heal me. You raised Lazarus to life, let me see. You opened deaf ears, let me see. We got to do the same thing. Too many times we go to God and we're praying for a miracle and we're making excuses. God, I know you're busy. I know you've got greater things to think about. You know, so many other needs around the world and people down the street. You know, you, I know you're focused on them, God. If you have time, maybe it's your will. If it's your will, Lord, please let it be done. We're making all these excuses, all these niceties. And God clearly says in Scripture, you have not because you ask not. What are we not asking God for? Jadartha, what do you want? Alex, what do you want? We got to be like Bartimaeus. We got to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, this is what I need. This is what's going to change my life. For somebody here, you can experience new life today. God can change your life. For others in here, maybe you need healing today. You need to tell God, God, I need this healing. And you need to step out and boldly believe God. Because I love it here. How does Jesus respond to this bold faith? He says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus didn't touch him. He didn't do anything. He says, Bartimaeus, your faith has healed you, has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and he followed Jesus on the way. Come on now. See, Bartimaeus just thought, if I can, maybe if I can get to Jesus, I'll get sight. G Bartimaeus followed Jesus. G Bartimaeus received eternal life. He became a disciple of Jesus. So see, Jesus, God, they, he always over-delivers, right? Because he doesn't work out of scarcity. He works out of abundance. He says, Bartimaeus, you just want your sight. I'm going to give you eternal life. Right? Bartimaeus, you're just thinking temporarily. I'm thinking eternally. You guys with me? So we have to step out boldly and believe God. See, I think about it in practical terms. So we're here as a family today, Pastor Becca, myself, Camille, and Tucker. So you might see a little blonde-haired boy running around. And uh, not telling you too much information, but there's been 
three times in Tucker's life where doctors have told us we've done all we can do. We've given him all the medicines. We've done all the procedures we can do. If Tucker lives or he dies, it's in God's hands. So we began praying, right? And there's been three times we didn't know to pray. But I knew I could go to God and say, God, you can heal him. I wasn't making excuses. I didn't say, God, if you got time, maybe if you can do this when you're not too busy, God, heal Tucker. The doctors don't know. They've done all they can do. God, you heal Tucker. And three times, God's breathed life back into his body. And so you'll see him running around. You'll see him making noise and things like that. Because God honors bold faith. If you'll think about it in the Bible, we read all, all kinds of stories about bold faith. Joshua praying, God, make the sun stand still. And God did it. Right? Moses, God, part the Red Sea. And God did it. Jairus saying, Jesus, heal my daughter. Jesus didn't just heal the daughter. He raised the daughter back to life. Because God honors bold faith. What are you believing for today? What miracle do you need to see today? Because God wants to hear you today. If you're with us online, what, what, do you, what miracle do you need today? How can we pray with you? Because guys, now's the time to step out boldly and let's believe God. We can, let's assume responsibility right now. Not tomorrow, not next Sunday. Let's do it right now. It may not be ideal, right? You might not have liked worship before or something like that now, but let's take advantage of this moment. Don't worry about other people around you and what they're thinking. Don't worry about telling your, your friends or family tomorrow. Let's boldly step out and let's believe God. You guys with me? We're going to take a moment and we're going to pray. God's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you about, about maybe what that miracle you need in your life. It might be... It might be about your marriage. You may need a miracle in your marriage today. Maybe you need a miracle in your family. Maybe there's a loved one that's sick. Maybe a loved one that's far from Jesus. Maybe they need to experience a miracle of salvation. Maybe it's a miracle at job or a miracle at school. God cares about that. So let's take a moment and let's pray. You can join us online as we pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. God, we know you are God of the impossible, God of the miraculous. God, nothing's too big for you. Nothing is too small. So Lord, I pray, speak to each of us right now. God, what areas of our life have we given up on or that you want to do the miraculous in? God, whether it be marriage relationships, whether it be family relationships, Maybe it's, it's circuit situations at work. Lord, it's exams at school. God, speak to us today on how you want to move. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, for just incredible gifts of faith today. God, from the, the newest believer, God, Lord, to our most mature saint, that you would give us faith today. That you can do what no man says can be done. God, where others says it's dead, it's done, it's final. The God, that you can breathe new life and you can change everything. God, I believe today. God, I believe and I'm putting my faith in, in agreement with everyone here. 
Lord, that you are God of the impossible. God, a creator of heaven and earth and the universe, nobody consulted you, nobody gave you advice. You spoke everything into existence with your word. And I believe you can today. So churches, we're praying. Maybe someone here today wants to receive the miracle of salvation. That you want to take a first step and say, I want to live for God. I want to experience these miracles every single day and I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If that's you, if you'll just raise your hand this morning, we're going to pray with you and help you begin right relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you're joining us online today. And as you're watching, and we talked about new life and miracles, maybe that's you today. Maybe you want to give your life to Jesus today. And you want to begin living for Him and experience some miraculous every day. Well, in just a moment, we're going to pray. And you can pray along with us to receive new life in Christ Jesus, the miracle of salvation. If you will, if you're online with us, just let us know in the comments and somebody, they'll, they'll get in touch with you and help you to take next steps. Anybody else here want to raise your hand for salvation? Just let us see those hands. You can put them right back down. Okay. Well, the Bible tells us to begin right relationship with Jesus, that we confess Him as Lord and Savior, and we confess our sins to Him. And so I'm going to do that. You can use your own words, confess your sins, and confess Him as Lord and Savior, or you can use my words. If you're joining us online, You can use your own words or you can use the words I'm about to say. And as we pray, we're going to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're going to help you take the next steps. So I encourage you to pray with me today. We can say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. I can't save myself. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I want to live for you every single day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Church, let's give these a hand clap of praise. If you're praying with us online for the first time, please let us know in the comments. We're celebrating with you. Church, I want to close out in prayer one more time. Believing for the miraculous. If you will, please stand with us. Pray a prayer of blessing over you, joining you in agreement for the miraculous. Man, God's ready to move. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, that you're an incredible, miracle-working God, that you're involved in our everyday life, every single day, every moment of every day. You know what's on our heart and what's on our minds. So, Lord, I pray right now, putting my faith with my brothers and sisters' faith, would you move, Lord? In the name of Jesus, move. God, where they need to see new life, God, breathe it. Lord, where they're looking for open doors, open them, Lord. Lord, if there needs to be doors closed, close them. God, do the miraculous, I pray. Change hearts, change minds. Change us from the inside out. Lord, that as we go to work and to school and to our families today and tomorrow, that they would take notice that you've changed us, that you're working in us. And God, I'm believing for miracles today. God, that out of your abundance, Lord, you're going to provide and you're going to pour out your spirit and you're going to do, God, things that just confound us. So Lord, I'm looking forward in anticipation of testimonies next week that I get to hear. God, in testimonies in the next weeks as we're talking about miracles. 
So God, I pray that your blessings and your favor would go before us, would be with us every single day. God, that we would see your kingdom come and your will be done in our lives and in the world around us. God, for your glory, God, for your honor, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.